no, they did another YKS. Look out, here comes another YKS. Time to find out why YKS. Sit down and listen to Mike and JF. Oh no, they did another YKS. Now you gotta hear another YKS. Time to find out why YKS. Put your headphones on, it's YKS. Hey, I, uh, I got a problem, uh, with you. And uh, you guys go on here, and you say your little jokes, and you make your little quips. But what are you, what are you doing? What are you really doing, huh? You you think you're accomplishing something with this? People give you five dollars or whatever. That that's their five. But who do you think you are? I've had enough of this. Hey everybody, welcome to YKS. Uh, I'm gonna do a program for you all today. Gather around. Hello. Um, how are you doing? Let's, uh, take attendance. Jesse. Uh, 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 poop. One of the, something. Now, come on. Okay, come, come on. down back there. Do I have to go turn a card? What did, what did, what was your school, what was your school discipline? They all, everyone's different. What did you do? Um, the real one or the joke one? Uh, let's hear the joke one first. Okay. Um, the joke one was everyone had to turn a card. Okay. So that was my real one. So it's almost poking fun at... Yeah. What was your real the, one? The real one was uh, if if all us kids acted up, like if we were throwing, what, uh, spitballs or paper airplanes or what have you. Yeah. Uh, the principal would make us look at his bare ass. Mm-hmm. That was... So, okay. Until the bell rang. Oh, okay. Wow. So at the big at the beginning of class, mm-hmm. this could have been an all day affair. Yeah. So you really wanted to try and fuck up right at the end of the day, right? If you were going to fuck up at all. <laughs> yeah, because it's boring after a while. I mean, the novelty yeah. wears off pretty quick. I would imagine. Like, all right, that's your ass. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Then, but it comes in know. waves, right? Because it's funny at first, and then it kind of dies off and it's like uh, now it's even it's actually even funnier now than it was before because we're still doing this and it's that thing where you're if you you're not supposed to uh laugh or whatever so it makes it that much worse yeah it's the same thing where you're not supposed to get horny but you're staring at your principal's big white ass and you're a kid or whatever and you're you're not supposed to get horny mm-hmm. there you are you know it's the situation i think i, uh. I wonder what that's called there's probably some Type yeah. of thing for that. Just repressing horniness. Yeah, yeah repressing I, anything, and and then it makes it like worse. Yeah, I, I think it's called being Catholic. Oh my word! So, hope everyone's sitting down. Hope you're not in uh, mass right now, uh, listening to that. That could probably be an uncomfortable situation for you guys. So, welcome in. Sit on down. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Kickstarters today. Uh, first, what we'd like to do at the top of the show: shoot a little shit. Uh, we hop in here, we talk a little shit, then we get back out again. Um, so this weekend, Mike, we, we both, we did two different things, you and I. We kind of split up this weekend, we did some different stuff. Yeah. Um, that's right. You, what you decided to do this weekend was, uh, you, you took to the land. You, uh, you went out into the mountains, you explored nature, um, you communed with Mother Earth, uh, mm-hmm. and all her creatures, um, you had what you described to me as sort of a series of of spiritual experiences. Um, yeah. 
you grew in understanding of yourself and the world around you, um, and you also relaxed in a hammock for a while um, under the mm-hmm. stars, which is a really beautiful time to do it. Um, I, on the other hand, was in a gaming tournament, and I uh, lost handily and was embarrassed for a period of four-plus hours on the computer. Yeah. We kind of did... That was very funny. Did two different things, yeah. We had a good um, time. Uh, doing. I had, yeah, I had a great time. I would. Uh, I loved the loved the tournament. The tournament was a lot of fun to watch. Um, you did you you picked it up out there on your sat phone. You, I saw you grenade your own team. That was very funny. Mm, yeah, I think, I think like a lot of people don't get that you did it on purpose. You're not actually that bad at video games. Um, well, so it's kind of like it's an ironic joke or whatever. Well, you know. Without engaging with necessarily the truth of that, I would just say the windows in the game are small. Uh, they don't. They are small windows. They don't make the windows big enough. Um, at a certain point, it doesn't actually make sense to have windows that small because you're going to be cutting like the standard size thirty to thirty six inch window down just to fit you. So you're making a custom window that's even smaller. Yeah. It's like, what are you even trying to... I want less sunlight in here, you know? This doesn't really make any sense, so... I feel like that's what bit me in the ass. Um, (laughs) Well, I was playing against, like, uh, uh, 75 seasoned pro gamers who play the game every single day, so... That's what got me. You held your own for a while, thanks to Neil. Neil's Neil's great. Neil's great. Uh, Thank you to our friend Dangerous Neil... Uh, who joined me as a representative of the Go Off Kings in the Broadcaster Royale PUBG tournament. That's what we're talking about right now. Uh, the first place moved on automatically to TwitchCon, uh, where the finale will be held. Um, then the top to the next 20 um, teams went on to the next uh, tournament where they would uh, battle each other for additional spots in the finale. Um, and then the bottom 20. Um, were um, spanked on their way out the door, and uh, we were among we were among those. I won't say exactly where. Uh, we somewhere were, in there, yeah. Somewhere in the bottom. Well, that sounds cool, JF. Yeah, it was an interesting way to spend the day, you know, because it was an all day affair. I was very surprised how yeah. long it all took. But they had the whole. They had commentators. Uh, one of them said that uh, that I was, I was a right wing guy. I think he was doing a bit, but. Um, everybody kind of crawled up his ass about it, so yeah. he he did have to <clears throat> he did have to apologize about that. Came came crawling back. So sorry. He kind of did a little bit. I I think he didn't. I think maybe he just didn't. He didn't know what he was saying. So that's yeah. that's okay. We all make mistakes, you know. It's hard to. It's hard to, and they talk so fast. The game guys do. Um, so it's hard for you know maybe to. It's hard not to say like several extremely offensive and slanderous things. Um, you're gonna run out of stuff to say eventually. Yeah, because basically you're watching somebody else play a game, which you gotta be some kind of yeah. psycho to do that. So yeah, uh, obviously he had a tough time with it, but you know, water under the bridge as far as I'm concerned, unless he keeps doing it. In which case, I'm gonna assume to <laughs> the moon and back and take everything he's got. So that should be fun. Either way, um, so. So we're doing this one, so we, we haven't said this in a while, we're doing this one over the internet, we're doing this over the, the horn, we're on the horn right now. 
Because I think what you said to me was you just couldn't be bothered. You couldn't be arsed is what you said to get out of the house again. I think is what you I said. I, I can't. I can't be arsed. <laughs> oh, gee. Ooh. I can't be arsed. <laughs> you want to take <laughs> that how, one again? Listen how bad that is. Yeah. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> well, what was yours? You said arsed. They yeah. They say arsed. They say arsed. They say they say os. Os. I don't know. Yeah. I think they say arse. Arse is like a very refined way to say it. They say me arse. <laughs> they don't say me arse. I think they say me arse. Pretty sure. All right. Whatever. Um, all right. Well, what else did you have? Do you, do you do you have any? Did you want to review nature real quick? Did you have anything like that? Um. Yeah, I took about nine tabs of LSD and completely lost my mind. So I woke up on a rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in Iraq. That would have been whoa, Hangover Four territory or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it's fine. Nature's pretty good. So you you went to Dollywood as well, though you said, or you or Pigeon Forge. I, I guess you didn't actually go to. The, I don't know what what did you do. Yeah, I just went to uh, Gatlinburg and the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. It's a nice time. Nice to get away. Nice to get away from the people that drive you crazy, you know, asking you every week, what are you doing this weekend? What are your plans? Mm-hmm. On Sunday, what time? Yeah. Yeah, that does sound really annoying. Um and, and typically, uh, does the check also come on a, on a Sunday afternoon when you're trying to do something else as well? Does that really, does that bug you when you're in the middle of something? Yeah. Okay. Let's do the six pack then. All right. All right. Let's take six of these things. Let's bang them out. Um, let's, uh, let's try to do it with a little enthusiasm, maybe just a blanket, uh, suggestion for everyone in the room. Um, Mike, did you want to yeah, go first? JF, let's, let's step it up a little bit, huh? <laughs> you dragging the show down. JF, this is something called the lid. Mm-hmm. Now the lid. Now what is that? The hell is that? I immediately go to, to head, hatware, heads, heads, yeah, hats. In so, the mall. Yep. Lids. Waiting for your girlfriend to get off work so you guys can go finger bang and watch uh, MTV Spring Break. Oh man, I tell you what, you were you were right on, but you being three years older than I am or whatever made the the show. <laughs> that was that was the only part well, that just watching TRL, right? Yeah, uh, probably. Well, God, I think TRL was like elementary school for me. Whatever. I'm so you kind of when uh, you kind of forget I'm a young buck, you know. Yeah, I know you are. You, you remember when uh, Tom Green was on the TRL there, and they had uh, they had uh, the Bum Bum song on there. The Bum Bum song actually was number one on the countdown at one point, I think, and it was yeah. a big deal, right? Yeah. Um, and they like retired the video. They made like a big show of like retiring it, so people would stop requesting it. <laughs> Was the was the actual original concept of that show that people would call in and request videos be played on yeah, music television, MTV? Yeah, yeah, you know how that is. That doesn't make sense at all in retrospect. 
It's all television's all a big fucking illusion, Jay. It's <laughs> gonna break it down for you. <laughs> Podcasts are the only true, you know, form of media where you can you can you can rest assured that your hosts are being completely forthright with you about what's going on, about anything that sounds like it was edited was actually not edited. Uh, this is the raw, <laughs> real feed, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, lids. Oh yeah, lids. Uh, JF, you were talking about lids here. <sighs> lids is a it's a bottle, right? Mm-hmm. With a touch activated mouthpiece on it, so you won't. Uh, you ever drink and you know you drive it along, you like texting and everything, and you're looking to end tables on Amazon or whatever, and you're driving along or whatever. Then you got the lid of your uh, drink pops off there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like it was uh, turned around and you're too stupid to look down to get a drink or whatever. Sure, yeah. And the thing was at the top of the hole, and it's like you got to turn it around, and that's oh. a whole other fucking deal. Yeah, okay. Uh, or if you you ever spill one, and you, you don't react in the two, uh, 0.2 seconds it takes to pick the thing up. Right. So you see like a dribble of uh, your water come out or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is a, a mouth-activated uh, lid thing for your uh, for your drink there. Now, how, what is the technology that allows this to work? I don't, I don't get it. How does it work? It's like, so it has it's like, like a touchscreen yeah. for your lips. Kind of. It has like a. You can look at the. Uh, it has like a crosscut diagram or whatever. But it. So it's like this got like a hundred and ten. <laughs> thousand dollars which is the thing that i couldn't fucking believe do you remember when they were were uh making the uh like uh water bottles with like crystals on them and stuff yes for like uh for like women what was that called oh, i don't know but it was like swag bottle or some crap like that i know i know what yeah. you're talking about yeah this, this is like uh this, this is too, this is like iron man bottle stuff like this is i mean why would you need this many i'm looking at the mechanism now it is extraordinarily complicated it is right for because you're just gonna toss it in the dishwasher and ruin it. That's what I'm saying. It's just going in the dishwasher. All this shit's gonna get broke. What what I think people may not understand based on the description of it so far, and what they point out, they point this out as a perk, and I'm trying to figure out why it would be. But it it opens the entirety of the circle opens. Yeah, it's not just the part. It's not just like a straw sized opening. The whole thing retracts into the bottle, and it's like a waterfall of liquid coming out of it when it why why would you want that that would at least get your lip wet right you ever have dry lip well okay so it's kind of a two-in-one thing i guess now this is one of the things mike just looking at this that that frequently we come across and i and i almost i feel like we're maybe doing our listeners a disservice by not having the answer to this but maybe they do they're smart why is it that this has um, a Kickstarter and an Indiegogo for the same thing. Uh, I'm not sure. I think I think I suspect you would think that we would research this before we talk about it. Yeah, but what are we gonna do? Call someone and ask them a question? <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But I think I think they start the GoFundMe or sorry, not the GoFundMe, but the Indiegogo after the Kickstarter, and it takes it combines them. Well, what I notice is that the, the the final amounts are similar, but not precise. Um, 
because uh, on Indiegogo it says $110,859. And on Kickstarter it says $110,424. So a $400 difference. Um, which, yeah. I mean, could be as few as 10 of these things, I guess. But uh, but it is interesting that they're, I don't know. If you want to be charitable, you say they combine them. If you want to be skeptical, you say they don't. Um that that does seem a little bit, and well, actually, look, I just this just went up because Indiegogo is still taking backers. They're still taking pledges. As of four minutes ago, someone has pledged seventy two dollars to the Lid Intelligent Bottle. That's pretty good. So Kickstarter may be over, and they may still be using Kickstarter for advertisement to hop on over to because you can click follow along and you go to the Indiegogo page. So I'm going to say this is a double dip. That's just my assumption. I don't know that to be the case, but it looks like it to me. I just don't. I don't understand the 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 necessity for a a touch activated. Because if it were like a thing where you push down on the lid with your lip, yes, and it like recesses into the bottle or whatever. But I, uh, I mean, I don't understand the need for touch activation on a bottle it seems kind of maybe a little over engineered sump slightly but people love their water bottles man they love especially white women who work in office offices Ooh, boy they love water bottles so much they love refilling the water bottle the idea of the water bottle it, well i mean the, the true I, this is this is what i really do believe i think this is true the water bottle is a very powerful um, symbol because it shows. Phallic. So you ever noticed that? I have. Yeah, I have noticed that. What I was going to say, Michael, was that I think it represents to people uh, health. I'm going to up my intake of water. I'm going to yeah. cut down on the other stuff I'm drinking. Boost the water intake. All I need is that bottle that the that's going to take me to the finish line here. Whether it's just a big big fucking bottle whether it fits in the car <laughs> you know the the cup holder of the car whether it keeps things cold or fucking hot if you're some kind of freak um hey hey <laughs> look how healthy i'm being <laughs> i'm being good <laughs> i actually did just recently buy a water bottle and the reason yeah. i did is because my old one fucking busted so that's too, why yeah it's too, too heavy with a uh, strange craigslist men's piss in it right and the neck snapped off of it. That's not. That's not right. That isn't right. Uh, it was. A, it was a Contigo bottle. And what it did actually was sort of the mechanized version of of this product. There was no electronics in it whatsoever, and yet it still failed because uh, inside the lid, it has like a rubber gasket, and there's a, like a little plastic actuator that is uh that's like a release that you push on the you push on the button on the front of it and that there's like a little 90 degree elbow in there that uh, uh that locks in and pulls open a slit on the mouthpiece and it's a very small slit in the mouthpiece um and it takes a lot of you know engineering in there to get that to work properly and it's not mechanized it's not computerized it's not yeah. electrified nothing and yet it pretty much leaked, like, you know, the first time after I took it out of the dishwasher or whatever the fuck. And I eventually just got tired of spilling water all over myself. So I got this uh, I got this Nalgene bottle 
It's too fucking big for the cup holder in the car, so I can't take it in the car with me. Extremely annoying. Um, how how much piss does it hold? Okay. So, anyways, the lid you were saying, um, hundred and ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's the lid. L Y D. <clears throat> what are you drinking it's out a sti- of? It's days? a stinker to me. I'm drinking out of a can of Sam Seventy Six. That's what I'm drinking. That's what I carry around the office too. You take that to work, do you? You got a problem with it? <laughs> as long as you get your work done, you know that we don't care what you do. Um, okay, well, what thanks. Do you, what do you got? Hmm? Not asking me what I got. <laughs> I told you I'm drinking my water out of my Nalgene because I can't go in the car. I mean, for, I mean for the six pack, JF. What do you got here? Oh, okay. What do I got? Well, <clears throat> you're gonna like this. This is called the NEO Neural Efficiency Optimizer Neurophone. Uh, you're going to find this over on Indiegogo. Um, but where I first found it was on Craigslist. Huh. And I saw... You, the, don't, you don't say. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunate uh, timing here because <laughs> I, have to, I was on Craigslist. Just what were you doing well, on there? I was, look, I was looking for some other stuff, and it's not important what it was. But I came across this Neural Efficiency Optimizer, and the... The person wanted three hundred dollars. I'm looking at it right now, Mike. Um, I'm going to send you this this image. You tell me what you think about this. To me, I'm try, trying to think of the best way to describe this physically. Um, looks like a looks like a like a blown up old pager, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's roughly the dimensions <clears throat> of a of sort of an early point and shoot digital camera. Um, but a completely matte black body, no size screen. Of a, size of a CD player, almost, kind of. Yeah. I mean, of course, the wrong dimensions. You wouldn't put a CD in a rectangle. Oh, you oh, you think I you think I fucking had a rectangle CD player or something? I know. It's, it's <laughs> the same size. But pretty much a dumb box. Like, doesn't... It's not immediately yeah. clear what it does at all. And uh, there's a good reason for that, because it doesn't do anything. Um this this is something Mike described earlier as falling down a K hole on this product, and I think if you if you look into the Neurophone at all, you're going to be in the same position we were in, which is you start at okay, you start at the Neo Neurophone, you start at Doctor Flanagan, a guy who's described as a prodigy. He was in Life magazine um, when that when that meant anything at all. Um, he appears to be some kind of guru, um, and he has a great video not on this webpage. But on a different web page, which has been lost now at the time, I don't know. Oh, here's one. Okay, here's one. He's attending his neo-release party from the hospital. This is a handheld recording of a computer screen where he's on oxygen in the hospital celebrating uh, them releasing this uh, this scammy product. Um, here, oh, here's one here where it explains the modes of the neo. Okay, and then, then, I'll, then I'll, I'll take you down the rabbit hole a little bit, but listen to this video. Getting the pure ultrasonic carrier, which by itself is very incredible for you. And then uh, if you want, you can plug a computer or any any kind of a music source or sound source into the neural phone and modulate that in the green mode. And uh, 
and you can listen to music or whatever you want. Uh, you push the button again and it goes into the next mode. Uh, and the next mode is just Fibonacci, uh, what we call Fibonacci noise. Yeah, he's saying uh, Fibonacci, Fibonacci sequence, mathematical thing. He doesn't know how to say the name. So, all right, uh, continue here. All the frequencies in, in the Fibonacci sequence going, going from 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, uh, 21, 34, 55, 89, uh, all the different frequencies um, of the Fibonacci series. Um, and, and that's a very healing healing thing. I like to, uh, to use the Fibonacci noise. Uh, I set the voltage on the neurophone to just two, two notches. Uh, I don't turn it up all the way. I like it, the voltage output to be about two notches with that. And then uh, this, the uh, accelerated relaxation mode, which is the, the last mode, the blue mode. The accelerated relaxation will, will put me right to, right to sleep really fast. It, it has the ability to relax very, very quickly. Beautiful. The, um, the green mode is my favorite. Uh, I love that one. And when you combine the music with the the, uh, the basic uh, ultrasonic, is there like is it turning the music into ultrasonics or? Yeah. See, I didn't really understand. Yeah. What about language though? Like learning using a language. Well, you can use it. You can put language, type into it, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I love it. Just just the silence. Just the carrier. Me too. And you could be watching a, a video yeah. about language and it would be accelerating your brain without having to go through the neurophone. Right. We have one friend who, who has a $150,000 stereo system in his home. And he just put the neurophone on and put it on the green mode and, and listened to his stereo system normally. And he said that the neurophone enhanced his experience of the music. So that's one of the most extraordinary claims that he makes. Or I mean, everything he says about this is absurd. Uh, but this one in particular where he says, he has a friend who has a $150,000 uh, stereo system in his home, um, already you know, uh, really stretching the, the bounds of credulity with that claim. Uh, but he goes on to say that this guy bought this shitty little, <laughs> this shitty little box then makes a screech every now and then if you push a button and it enhanced his understanding, enhanced his experience of listening to this massive mortgage out uh, audio system in his home, uh, which I would say, you know, anyone who has a $150,000 audio system in their home, you already know, maybe they're a little bit susceptible to scams. Just an idea that <laughs> perhaps that person's not the most skeptical of thinkers. So this is... I could, I mean, I could read about it all day because it's just fascinating to it me. It is, because, yes. But you run down this fucking hole. So I'm on the on this website called, uh, oh, it's coolest tech ever, the, uh, which is somehow related to Buzzbros. dot com. Buzzbros and Ken Sheets is the group that brought this particular product to Indiegogo, uh, and he he has a variety of campaigns. Uh, my most favorite of which is the 
Um, the Kids Talk Politics 2012, which he describes as an acclaimed documentary series, uh, which is basically just they shove a camera in a kid's face and they say, I like Newt Gingrich. Um, but then he, he, he quit that one to go do The Coolest Meditation Ever, where uh, he, so he says he created Harpo Studios for Oprah, and he's going down to, he goes and meditates with uh, penguins on December 12th, 2012, because of the Mayan uh, calendar thing from a long time ago. Uh, but is that what the coolest thing, because he uses the word cool a lot as a joke. Is, is that what that, is that the relation that's there or what? Jesus fucking Christ, no. Okay, that's what he says. He this says is, it's something different. This is like. This is like a EMF protection is here. So this is for like, a, you know, the uh, Better Call Saul thing. But this is like a, yeah. a, he sells a variety of devices and has testimonials. Oh, OK. I saw something on there that he was he was calling the Tesla blue box or something. He says it uses Tesla energy. Jesus Christ. So not even like <clears throat> not even that good at it. You know, <laughs> not like even, not even that good at scamming or yeah. making shit up. This, this is like uh, those magnetic bracelets to times a million or whatever. This is yeah. This guy is completely on his own shit because he combines the weird, uh, the, the 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 fake science, the pseudoscience, the goofy uh, huckster snake oil type stuff with this sort of like hippie-ish, been-around-the-block, old Hollywood type of guy as well. Um, because several of these things here are like film projects. Not really. But also, he if you look through the, project he's, the projects he's funded on Indiegogo, we don't normally do Indiegogo. We're normally Kickstarter. Yeah. But Indiegogo has a few little quirks uh, to it where it actually shows the campaigns that you funded, and it shows the number of times you funded the campaign as well. So if you go look uh, at the campaigns that Buzz Bros and Ken Sheets have funded, for instance, they funded Do Penguins Meditate by BuzzBros.com and Ken Sheets uh, three times total, it looks like. They funded the Neurophone three times, four to five times they did. Um, of course, they also got in on the Buy a Brick for the Nikola Tesla Museum by Matthew Inman, who you might recognize as the guy who made the oatmeal comic. Um, uh, oh wow! That made five hundred grand. But so you can see what kind of stuff this guy's into. But paying himself on a lot of these things. Um, I'm reading a thing for the Tesla Gold Series disc, the mm. TGS disc, as it's called. It's two hundred and ninety nine dollars. It says the TGS disc is wearable as a pendant or a wristband and creates a nine foot spherical diameter field of protection. The beautiful full alloy case feels solid. The device is excellent for kids and all travel. Mm. EMF protection is an evolutionary technology that will become as common as Ben Franklin's lightning rod. Okay. Bad example, maybe. (laughs) Could you have picked something else, maybe? (laughs) God, that's weird. Oh, did you see his profile? His profile is a picture of him with Oprah from, like, the 80s. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, Buzz Bros. B-R-O-Z dot com. Yeah. Ken check, Sheets. 
Check that out if you want to go crazy for a little while. Uh, but now's the time where we reveal how much this made on Indiegogo, which you guys are probably <laughs> thinking 40 50 bucks total. Well, somehow or another, it made $1.576 million. Uh, and this was back in 2014, making it even more shocking that this is that this is what I, I don't know. We could spend all day on Buzz Bros and Neurophones, and I've got half a mind to buy that one on the Craigslist for $300 and set it up, but... Of course, yeah, I see how see how much you can freaking hold this time, huh? Yeah. What do you have, Mike? What's your next one? Um, let's see here, JF. I don't get pissed from Craigslist guys. I just want to. I don't. It doesn't have to be guys, JF. It's kind of weird, right? Uh, that's not the weird part of it. I don't think. I don't know why you're hung up on that part. Um, <clears throat> what I got for you here, JF, is called. Sentium Aromatherapy Shower Tablet Diffuser. We all like to smell nice, JF. Mmm, I love it. And there's no better place to smell nice than in the in the shower. You got your hot water in there. Mm-hmm. You got your soap and your shampoo and whatnot. And you're messing around in there all day. <laughs> but what if you had one more thing in there? It was uh, like a, a cup that you turn upside down and it slowly drips water onto this uh, scent pad that gives off like a nice foamy scent. That would be great. Um, I can't see any reason why you wouldn't want another scent in the shower. Throw it on in there. Um, Harness the therapeutic and massaging powers of aromatherapy and water to transport your mind and transform your mood. Cool, yeah. I'll set up my aromatherapy in the shower. That makes sense. Um, why not bring a candle in there? Am I crazy? <laughs> I guess they had that idea already. They kind of crossed it out. Yeah. So let's just do the, let's do the scent. Kept, the scent just here. kept going out every time they would step in. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> How do we fix this? <laughs> um, well, so now, are you a big aromatherapy guy? I'm feeling like the answer is yes, but you, I want to hear your, t- I want to hear your story. I love a good smell, JF. I love a nice candle. I love a good I love a good scent. You know me. Who doesn't love scents? But there's a That's time right. and a place, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> getting, getting scolded. <laughs> um yeah, so I I'm I'm always skeptical of the mood stuff though. Yeah, the stuff that's like uh, the channel change your mood or like the um, relieve anxiety and stuff. They crack down. You can't put that in there anymore. Yeah, is this not the same thing as a mood ring? Come on. Is it not? Why would you? I mean, because you already have like a smell gone in there already from the shampoo and the body wash or the soap or what have you. Uh, And then you have your medicine for your... uh, huge anal warts yeah. that you have. Okay. I think you could have gone so you could have gone different. You could, some people brush their teeth in the shower. You could be doing that. It doesn't have to, Oh yeah, I'm not brushing be... my teeth in any shower that you're in because you have huge anal warts. And I'm not getting <clears throat> anywhere near that. <laughs> no, but the thing about this one is it's a it's the consumable thing, right? Cuz you got to buy the pods. Oh yeah, like all the other shit that they try to. Yeah, get you can't just you can't just stick a bar of soap underneath this water and make it smell good in the shower. That would be insane. Huh. Uh, you have to have this thing that sticks on the shower wall. So another thing on the shower wall. Um, mm-hmm. 
because you've already got the shower caddy. Now you, and then you've got the shaving mirror, right? Now you've got the little the the thing for the fucking razor. You've got the you've got the thing that sticks on the door where you can spin the wheel to decide what part of your body you wash first. Everyone has that. Yeah, the, That's normal. The TV. Yeah, Blu-ray you, player. Yeah. Well, you got the beer in there as well because you got to mm. start the day mm. somehow. So uh, now now throw this thing on there too. Another little chrome a chrome plated piece of plastic crap. Um, you use your own water in this. Uh, there's nothing electronic about it, which I guess that's... Some, they could have gone crazier on it if they wanted to. They yeah. could have had this thing heat up in your shower or something. Like that one that we had that was like a toothbrush that hooked up to your uh, shower water. Or yeah. I don't yes. <laughs> I don't want that at all. But so this one, you just you hold the cup up to the shower head and then it... It's it's got holes drilled in the bottom so it drips onto the pad and then the water releases the scent. That's what it does, I yeah. guess. Uh but yeah, then they get you with the subscriptions. Um Oh boy. Let's see. How, how much does this thing cost? Does it say how much it costs even? I'm trying to update my uh, I'm trying to up, upgrade my me time. <laughs> One of the things here. Uh, get real. Get a life. $45 is what it's going to cost. Um, then you can add 15 more dollars to that to get 10 additional shower tabs. Yeah. So $1.5 per tab. Um, they're very small. I don't know how long they are designed to last. Um, but they look approximately like an Alka-Seltzer tab to me. Um, they do say they have eight, eight specific scents, Mike. Um, let's see, what, what are all the scents they've got here? They've got Motivate, Joy, Revitalize, Energize, De-Stress. And there's a purple one. I don't know what the purple one is. Uh, interesting. That's just, that's just purple. That's purple flavor, okay. Like Kool-Aid. Um... I'd be interested to see the difference between motivate and energize. Yeah. Um, seems like maybe you're walking a pretty thin line there between moods. Maybe there's only like two moods, you know? I'm looking at the team here. I mean... It... How many people did they need for this, really? There's nine of them, but... Wow. <laughs> but they, I, I feel like they're... Uh fake names or like stock photos but I can't prove it. <laughs> it's, pro- it's probably real though I don't know but it's probably real uh, it's strange to me that could you not have pulled this off with fewer than two mechanical engineers seems like yeah. seems like bridges get built with fewer mechanical engineers than created this, uh, this it's just scent. one of these one, it feels like one of these products that the they go on Shark Tank with or something like that, right? Yes. And then, like, uh, Mark Cuban says, uh, I'll give you $10,000 right now. And they're like, holy shit. Right. That's $10,000. Imagine what we could do with that. Um, three industrial designers uh, on this. And, again, it looks like literally anything that you put, that you could just anything off the shelf anywhere. Yeah. This just looks like a fucking home goods store uh, bargain basement piece of trash to me. Um, no offense to the actually four industrial designers that worked on this. Um, 
Yeah, so the 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 scents they've got, they have a sleep scent and a calm scent. I'm not trying to figure out why you would. Uh, here's my pitch. I I pitch. Let's combine de-stress, sleep, and calm into one scent. <laughs> then let's combine motivate, focus, joy, revitalize, and energize into one scent. Now we've got two scents. Yeah, it's called freaking indica and uh, sativa and yeah. Now I always now the way I this is fun. I always remember this in the couch. That's how I remember that one. Oh God. <laughs> I think being a very weed 1.0 guy is a good gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting really I'm getting really into vaping. It's like it's not as harsh on your lungs as smoking weed is. <laughs> have you have you tried this vaping pot? <laughs> uh so that's Centium. Um where was it at Centium. on this? Um, it got, uh, let's see, well, at the time of writing, mm-hmm. it got about, uh, 1100 bucks. Now it's up at, uh, 2300 of 10 grand. So it's a moving it'll probably get, it'll probably get funded. Very good. Yeah. Probably will get funded. That's cool. So collaborators on this project include in Inventus partners. Hmm. You know all about those guys. Those big, uh, Scam. I don't know who they are. No, I, I don't know who they are. Either. I mean, marketers. Um, yeah, just like those other. What's another fucking company that always does that shit? Kickboost is the one I'm familiar Kick with. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the next. The next thing we got to start looking into is who are these people? What is what's their thing besides getting good photography? What is their uh, what's their goal? How do they how do they pick up people? What are they doing over there? I want to find. Yeah. I want to find. That's the YKS deep cover investigation coming out. And so you're a big business head, and you love looking at that type of stuff, huh? I I do want to figure out why it is that they're doing what they're doing. I mean, I obviously they they get they get a taste of it, but I wonder how much of a taste they get of it. Um, yeah, and whether it it really pays off for the people who buy into it. I think that's what would be interesting to me, because it does seem like there are the two. There's the haves and the have-nots with the Kickstarters. You've got the guys who don't do it, and they go on their own, and then they set up the the Samsung Galaxy camera, and they talk into it for eight seconds, and then they put that video on there, and they get $2. And then it does feel like it's the ones that have like a marketing budget with infographics and branding teams and all this shit, and they get funded even if the product is dumb. Yeah. Seems seems like it's a it's a worthwhile thing to do. I just wonder what's left over after they take their and pound how can of flesh. how can we get a taste of that? Yeah, how can we yeah. how can we squeeze our fat little asses in there and get some of the, the <laughs> cash? <laughs> okay, <clears throat> that's pretty good. Um, the next one I got here for you. This is called building a second Chef Brian's comfort kitchen. Um, this is celebrity chef Brian from Top Chef. Uh, in the first season, he says he's making his dreams come true with your help, okay? Now, this guy, I actually have not seen Top Chef. You ever watch that? I've never watched it. People love that show. They love uh, uh, the British baking show also. You know, uh, yeah. One. I don't get into that. I don't, I, don't, I don't worry about it. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't interest me. So, <laughs> this guy, though, this guy, I actually knew him from Bar Rescue. He was one of the Bar Rescue guys... Oh yeah. Um, 
Chef Brian here from Chef Brian's there Comfort Kitchen. Also, first season Top Chef. Yeah, I'm the first season Top Chef contestant, Chef Brian. Cook for Mary J. Blige, Edinburgh for Mariah Carey. Um, Save Bars on Bar Rescue with John Taffer. Guest Chef Judge on Master Chef and Master Chef Junior. And um, now I have my restaurant here, my first one. It's been open one year, 25 days. But who's counting? <laughs> okay. So, no investors, just my money. Instead of me buying a Bentley, when I cooked for Mary J. Blige, Eddie Murphy, Mariah Carey, you know what I did? I bought a pickup truck. So now here we are at my restaurant. Like I said, one year, 25 days new. I guess, well, how new is that really? Okay, so it has 30 seats, and it's just a joint. It's like Fuddruckers. Um, you come to the counter, you order, and then we give you a number. Wherever, you don't have to stand anywhere in particular. We literally just give it to you. Okay. We've all been uh, to a restaurant before, so that's cool that he's doing this. Good for him. Nothing against this guy. Uh, except for, uh, it is a little bit annoying, I think, as a maybe as a personal chef guy, that you have to memorize the people you've cooked for and then say that out loud <laughs> to people later. Yeah. Sounds very... Hits the ear wrong, I think, a little. Uh, but this guy wants a second restaurant. Yeah. Um, you know... You don't think he should have it, huh? <clears throat> well... I think maybe if you're gonna be if you're gonna be in the 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 game of guys who have two restaurants to their name, I think yeah it, maybe it wouldn't be crazy to wait longer than one year to make sure that the first one is gonna pop off before you did the second one maybe. Uh, but he says I can't, I can't I can't believe somebody who was on Top Chef and has one restaurant doesn't have the money to, <laughs> well, or can't can't get financial backing from like a bank to get a loan to. Make a second restaurant. Well, he says, I really need $200,000 to open the second restaurant. Second restaurant will be uh, 1,100 square feet with a wait staff and beer and wine only. We will specialize in events, catering, and delivery via Uber Eats. We'll be open seven days a week. Lunch and dinner only, limited brunch menu. I've only been open one year, so that gives me limited resources regarding financing, i.e. banks, small business administration, etc. It's very important to me because I love being a chef. Um... He says, cooking for Mary J. Blige and Eddie Murphy in Los Angeles gave me most of the ideas for the menu at CBCK. That's his first restaurant. They really enjoyed my comfort food. If 4,000 folks each invest $50, that will give me my true goal amount. So he's, uh, he's doing the thing that a lot of people do, which is very strange to see what you would assume to be like an accomplished businessman doing. Yeah. Which is just like, man... There's two million people in this city. If every single one of them comes to eat here for lunch and spends ten dollars, <laughs> I'll make twenty million dollars a day. Like, very weird that he's doing that sort of back of the envelope math with his second restaurant. Yeah. Um, but maybe maybe look, it's fine. I just because he's been on TV once doesn't mean he's a trillionaire. I get that. So you think, okay, he wants fifty bucks. I've seen him on TV. Maybe I really like that episode of Bar Rescue. Maybe I got super into Top Chef that year. I'll throw a couple bucks this guy's way. What do I get? Fifty bucks, maybe I get like a like a signed eight by ten, maybe if I really like or maybe I get like a if I give him fifty bucks, maybe I get like a sixty dollar gift card to the second restaurant that's not open yet, you know? Or maybe yeah. I get maybe he's got like a great fucking salsa or something. He sends me like a jar of salsa from his restaurant or some shit, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Anything. Anything. Uh but the minimum amount that you get anything back on this is five hundred dollars. <laughs> 
Come on, bro. Ten times the amount that he says he wants 4,000 people to get him. And for that amount of money, you get the name, your name on the wall in his restaurant forever. Well, I mean, now that you say that. 500 fucking smackers to, to have a... I don't even know this guy. Right. So I feel it's, it's just like... Is this just for his like rich friends to, to give him money or what is I, it? I don't know. It's, um, it's shocking that this would be what he ended up doing. A really weird way of going about it. Um, so there's only other there's only one other option if that one doesn't appeal to you. It's for one thousand uh, dollars. It says living in Los Angeles, California for sixteen years, you get used to a red carpet event almost every night, but it was never <laughs> it was never anything special. He says. Well, I'll take that same concept of the red carpet event and use it as my grand opening party. You just called it not special. You called it shit. Yeah. Why would I? Why would you want to go? Well, he's got chicken tenders. It is. <laughs> says I will invite some of my celebrity friends and media outlets for a lights, camera, action kind of party. You're gonna love it. So very cool. If you give him one thousand dollars, you will get to stand outside of his restaurant when it opens. Living in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. I love how he qualified. <laughs> Living in Los Angeles, California for 16 years. You get used to a red carpet event almost every night. But it was never anything special. Isn't that weird? Well, that's so weird, man. Why would you write it like that? And here, he's later on in the video, let's see what he's saying here at this point in the video. We'll just tell you, and I don't ha- want to be too sappy, that it's tough being a black man. Okay, bad time to click on this. Now it makes it seem like I'm busting on him for oh. being a POC entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> that's not the case. That's not the case. I think that's good. What's not good maybe is wanting 200 grand and not giving anybody anything else uh, in return to open your se- Work at your first second, restaurant. Second restaurant. Just work in that one for a while. I mean, you if, got what a year in there. Wouldn't wouldn't you almost be more because when you, when it comes to not getting anything back from a pledge, wouldn't you almost be more inclined to give like a complete nobody the money to start their first restaurant? Yeah, I would. Like a guy who's like, look, I can't give you anything because I need to put all the money into the restaurant. I'm going to start up a food truck for hot dogs, and I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm really going to love it. It's going to be fun. Man, I want to do that really badly. You like the okay? The hot dog truck idea is yours. I didn't wasn't trying to implicate you. In <laughs> so I was like, "Is this about me?" <laughs> That's where you come in. <laughs> uh, but this guy already has one restaurant, and uh, you know, apparently a litany of of former celebrity clients. He says he really wants to be a chef. You're already a chef. You're already there, man. This guy's, this guy's got more freaking restaurants than freaking Octomom his freaking kids. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I love it. Very good. Okay. So probably makes probably makes a good probably makes a good steak or whatever over there. But geez. Tone deaf. I think this one maybe a little bit. Possibly. Send me like a fucking tablecloth or something. Send me a. You know, any, did, could you get John Taffer in here? Could you say, John, can you, if somebody gives me a hundred bucks, will you send them, you know, like a piece of a bar that you you tore down, or just as a keepsake, just a fucking any, just a token thing? Hey, how are you? It's John Taffer. He's thanking you. On the <laughs> fucking... 
I just want to thank you for donating to the Kickstarter. <laughs> Why'd you give him Round Ball Rock as the fucking? <laughs> it's a song. Ah. It's the song you made. What's the one that he made? <laughs> Have you legitimately confused John Tesh and John Taffer? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You're let's... talking about John Tesh. Okay, let's keep going. All right. Well. Uh. All right. You. You had. You had one more here, Mike. Go ahead. Um. Oh yeah, I got one for. I got one for that ass. All right, go off. But I don't think you're ready for it. I don't think that you're ready for it, JF. This is John Tepper. <laughs> I thought you said John Tesh. Yeah. Uh, this is called Drain the Swamp. It's a MAGA trump card game. Now, I know what you're thinking. Another one. Another one. DJ Khaled voice. Another one. You guys just did one not three days ago. Yeah. Well... Um, well, this one's different. It is different, yeah. It's, it's sort of the opposite in some ways. Uh, no, it's kind of the same kind of idea, I guess. <clears throat> uh, this is a... So this is a trading card, a, a game, a card game here, JF. Yeah. It says, calling all families and patriots, everyone who loves our country, it's time to help POTUS Trump drain the swamp. It doesn't say that, but that would have been awesome if it fucking rhymed like that. That's a cool pitch you made on it, yeah. POTUS Trump drain the swamp. That I like, could work. I, I like that actually. Let's let's email these guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, this well, the most of the most of the Trump games are like, we're gonna get old Trump and put him in a big sack. We're gonna we're gonna get yeah. him or whatever. For America. Dar, 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 dar. Like that's what the but but this one is actually this one is like Trump is good to these guys. Yeah, this is a pro a pro Trump uh card game. You get a you get a large two and a half by four inch unique card shape, which if you ask me is probably uh modeled after the president's manhood. Is you know it's, uh, it was a <clears throat> two decks of cards, 116 cards, 10 types of swamp cards, 80 swamp cards, 12 types of MAGA cards, 36 MAGA cards, 19 different card actions, and a collector's card box. They don't, like, describe the cards. They're like, we haven't worked that out yet. They mm-hmm. just had to uh, toss this up for some reason. But they, they, they list the rules here. Each player tries to be the first to discard all of their cards. Cards have actions which affect you. Uh, examples of actions. <laughs> you couldn't just show the cards. Draw cards, swap cards, reshuffle cards, pass cards, blah, blah, blah. Then they're just Damn, like you can reshuffle cards. in this game? They got MAGA cards. MAGA cards include Trump, Melania, and more. You couldn't even think of a third one. Not even a third. Because what would, honestly, this at this fucking point, look, at this point in time, this is September uh, 24, uh-huh. 2018. Who's the fucking third guy you even put in there now? The kid, yeah, maybe? Be careful, freaking Melania. She might be freaking fired out of there next. Yeah, you think? Resigned. Yeah. Pink slip. Um, <clears throat> swamp cards include characters to be <laughs> revealed in further updates. Yeah, we'll get back to you. <laughs> they won't even give you one. <laughs> the MAGA thing... Um, 
the MAGA thing. I want to. I'm going to speak on this. I'm going to speak on this just a little bit. Oh shit! Real talk. Yeah, real talk for a minute. Um, MAGA to me, you know, something that came up this week online was uh, barstool sports, and and I and I didn't I didn't go so far as to as to tweet this and in, invite more scrutiny. But I, I said my piece on there. But by, the other thought I had about this while I was driving around today, I think that at this point, probably. Uh, being associated with Barstool, and you know, I'm a stoolie or, or reading the Barstool uh, website or whatever the fuck, to me is very similar to MAGA or Pepe or whatever. Um, in yeah. that, maybe at one point uh, you could have said, and God bless Matt Fury for uh, taking Alex Jones and all these other guys to court to protect, I mean, his creation um but also to to keep them from using it um in the way they've been using it um but i think at this point anyone who's who's got the pepe face on the computer now you can't go like oh well this is because i liked the comic from before it was before it became the big racist thing yeah like come on yeah you know what it is by now um maybe Maybe a while ago you could have said, "Oh well, Barstool, you know, some of it, some of it's not, you know, I don't like some of it, but you know, some of it's cool or whatever." You can't. There's no. There's no plausible deniability anymore. Like, we all know what the fuck it is. If you want to ride with it, then that's your own shit. But it's clear now. It's clear now what's going on over there. It's clear what Pepe means now, and it'll always mean that even if he wins every lawsuit that he that he every time he takes these guys to court. If he drains their bank accounts, that's awesome, but it'll always mean what this is now. That's just, it sucks, but that's what it is. And I think MAGA is, this is the fucking same way. Like, I think if you were in the know, you always understood what it meant. You always understood that it was, you know, coded white nationalism. You always knew it was ethnocentrism. You always knew it was a dog whistle for all the quote-unquote right people to come out of the woodwork and you know, uh, start celebrating their, their noxious views. We had correctly, you know, taken them out behind the woodshed for, for the last five decades or whatever the fuck. So we all knew that, but uh, maybe you could say, okay, maybe some people didn't know that. Maybe some people thought it was just kind of like a fun, like campaign slogan, you know, in the way that all of those things are just like meaningless phrases you toss out or whatever, like manifest destiny, whatever the fuck, like maybe it was just some shit he said, but I think now there's no you don't have the deniability anymore of saying like well i just thought it was i thought it was cool and you know to that point um i saw a guy running for like local office out on my side of town yeah and he had mag on his big sign and uh it it really fucking pissed me off a lot more oh than yeah i than saw I, that it pissed me off a lot more than i thought it would um because i just haven't seen it um yeah you know, out in the wild or whatever. Of course, you see Trump shit. Like you see a Trump bumper sticker on the car, um, and that's I don't get me wrong, it's terrible. Um, but you do know that a lot of people fucking voted for the guy two years ago, or whatever the fuck. That's a reality you've come to understand at this point. But to see somebody who's like, I'm gonna hop on the politics of. It, he actually had the hashtag on there too. The hashtag yeah. MAGA on my big on my fucking local, you know, shit dick. Uh, campaign and put and make that's going to be my thing. That fucking just incensed me, threw me into a fucking rage. 
And I was like, man, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to have to do some a political uh, dissidence here? Am I going to have to fucking like spray paint the MAGA sign or whatever? Yeah. Um, it, ultimately, now it's gone. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if somebody got to him. I have no idea, but it's gone now. He's got like a normal sign now. I was just like, hey, vote for me. You and me should get a couple ski masks and Okay, I'm going to cut that part. <clears throat> Anyways, I just think the, the fucking, the, be, I don't know. I don't know where I was going. The point, I'm just tying all the stuff in from my life together. MAGA, Pepe, uh, 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 what was it? Barstool, it's all canceled. I just canceled it. That's the T. And that's the T, sis. This, the, the interesting part of this is the about us thing at the bottom. Uh, he says, uh, I'm a father of two awesome children. My children and I love watching BVOVN movies, uh, eating ice cream, and playing family games. This guy is 12 years old. <laughs> no, uh, BVOVN. Do you, know what, do you know what that is? Believer's Voice of Victory Network. I just looked it up here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Mm-hmm. Now, that name might sound familiar to people. Um, out there who I'm going to guess maybe the closest connection that most people have with Kenneth Copeland is like your grandmother watched him or something yeah. like that. My grandmother personally watched, uh, Benny Hinn. Um, oh my God, this man is awful looking. Yeah. I mean, people joke about this shit, how like the, the cruelest, like the most evil people have a way of taking on that appearance. Yeah. But this guy looks like he just crawled out of the gutter. He looks like a demon. He absolutely, <laughs> that, that legitimately does. Um, I like uh, fucking Tammy Faye Baker and, and uh, what's her husband's name? The the big, the guy who... Look at this, look at this photo of him. Is it the first one on Google? Oh, no, that was, yeah, awful. Oh, my God. He, I mean, he looks like something from Doom. He does, dude. He looks so bad. Kenneth Copeland. I remember that guy. But, you know, your grandma may have watched Benny Hinn. Your grandma may have watched uh, Creflo Dollar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, now, Joel Osteen is sort of the new version of that, I think. The guy who, uh, let's see, what was it? When Houston flooded, uh, he didn't want to oh, open yeah, up I his, like, that. $5 million church or whatever. He's like, eh, no thanks. I remember that. I remember that shit, yeah. Billy Graham, of course, the whole fam, the whole Graham family is a part of this. Just a just a real scumbag guy. Um, I don't know if Copeland does. I'm pretty sure Copeland does do the the faith healing stuff um, that Benny Hinn did. Benny Hinn was was very uh, famous for doing the slap on the forehead and, and the people fall down and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was the fucking? There was a guy who. Uh, there was a guy who like recorded some preacher mm-hmm. or, or one of these prosperity preacher guys from like backstage or whatever, and like people were like feeding him the answers or something. Oh, I yeah. Who that was? You remember who that was? I, I don't remember the person that it was, but uh, I remember specifically what you were talking about. They would have a like a mark or a mole rather out uh, in the line to get in, and they'd be wearing yeah. like a, a wireless receiver. And they would go back and forth and tell him specifically to be like, oh, they've got a lady out there. She's got water leg. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's up on stage like, how many of y'all got water leg? Right. I know you got it. And he's pointing right. at her. 
She's like, how did you know about my water leg? <laughs> oh, uh, Peter Popoff was that guy. Oh, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, Peter Popoff. Disgraced, but actually coming back, believe it or not. Um, yeah, he's the freaking chief financial officer of uh, Trump, Trump Hotels. Now. Oh, God. Um, yeah, these guys make millions and millions of dollars of y- a year uh, just scamming old people. Um, Copeland, uh, here, just a random, just a, first of all, he's anti-vax. Um, he's a big Mike Huckabee guy, um, which at least Huckabee has managed to transition into stand-up comedy, you know. <laughs> uh, he's sort of an original a scammer here. Uh, he, you know, got a bunch of money to fly disaster relief missions to Haiti, um, but it turns out it was probably just to buy him an airplane. Um, and he does have an airplane, uh, at least one. He says uh, his his three point six million dollar jet was denied tax exempt status in two thousand nine. Uh, he didn't want to disclose the salaries of his directors. Um, in two thousand eight, the ministry stated it owned five airplanes, one of which is valued at seventeen point five million dollars. Uh, That's so fucked, man. Yeah. And they say that because well, the Lord wants me to go and preach my gospel to people uh, across the world. The least they, they could got, do is actually fucking go. They got TV, though. They don't need that. They don't need you. If you're going to do the big scam, at least go. <laughs> it's a fucking vacation. You can't even go. Send somebody. It's so incredibly fucked up that that shit is tax exempt. There's no business being tax exempt. Yeah. Some of the some of the worst stuff on earth, genuinely. Like you think, oh, you, you're going to do these people a favor, and they're going to like uh, play by the rules or something. <laughs> all right, we'll make all your stuff tax exempt. Just don't go crazy. No problem. We won't. Yeah, you got like it. Fucking buying fucking mega jets. As recently right. as January of this year, he bought another uh, Gulfstream jet. Buddy, you got to stop buying jets. Well, to be fair, he bought it. it is, it's going to be completely refurbished on the inside. Yeah, that's well, one of the one of the guys who was it who said, oh, "Oh, it's used." Right. When they like interviewed him about it. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh, okay. So he just I was on Craigslist. <laughs> hey, maybe you found your piss guy on there. Okay. Uh, that's who he got it from. Come on. Forget why we were talking about that guy. I don't remember either. Oh, drain this. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Uh, we were talking about uh, this guy likes Kenneth Copeland, so you can tell that he's the type of idiot rube that would uh, do this uh, this stupid project. Um, of, of course, he's duped by Kenneth Copeland. He's duped by everyone in his life. Of course, he's also duped by uh, Donald Trump. That's why he created MAGA Big Time Games. So this guy's just like the the world's biggest idiot. But his uh, his other project that he worked on uh, with his kids is actually, I think, a lot more interesting than the uh, the stupid card game. Don't you think? Yeah, it's a. So, what is this? Galactic Bible stories? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. Sometimes they're galactic. We wrote Galactic Bible Stories, a sci fi trilogy based on the story of Joseph and the brothers who betrayed him. We call it the Star Wars version of the Bible. You can check it out here, galacticbiblestories.com. Yep. He says, I designed the book cover and all the graphics. Holy shit. So the graphics here, this is like a, 
uh, wouldn't you know it, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, uh, white man um, yeah. in sort of a deconstructed stormtrooper-type armor. Um, he's hovering outside of the Earth's atmosphere and carrying a... Uh, God. Like Don't a, say it. It's copyrighted. Okay, I'm going to say a Technicolor laser sword. That's what I'm going <laughs> to call it. Uh, yeah, the we- the website's not loading for me either. <laughs> oh, it's not? It's not loading, no. But look, I'm not busting on this guy because he has a religion or whatever. You should. That'd be wrong to do, it's called, even though that is stupid. It's called Josek, Gift of Many Colors, instead of Joseph, the Joseph, Code yeah. of Many Colors. Um, he has a he has a droik called Charlie, C-H-4-R-L-1-3. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. A droik, I think, is probably a droid. He's also, oh, you think? Yeah, but the CR. He's got <laughs> a on, he's bro. got a hover bike named Thunderbolt, and also it talks as well. Uh, he's got an explosive character with let's see, Ralph the Porcupine, an explosive character with rocket quills who found refuge in Bloodwood Forest. Oh my God, dude! I I just looked on Amazon for it. Mm-hmm. It's on there. And the tagline of the the tagline of the Galactic Bible stories is, "I'm not shitting you. May the Lord be with you, always." Oh, oh yeah. Wow. All right, look, but he made it with his kids, so. The furry RRs, mouse-like creatures that stand a little taller than waist high. They are similar to IIs, except RRs are taller and talk like pirates. Oh, you'd kind of like this, I think. <sighs> now, this is cool. Do you know how many pages it has? No. It has 420 pages. <laughs> like Drill's book. Yeah. I think we figured out who wrote this. This is pretty cool. The Galactic Bible Stories, the Dothak Outpost, is what it says. Is that the store, maybe, where you buy the books? Oh, yeah. Order Josek Book 1 today. Don't mind if I do. Um, oh, and the, do, you see, do you see his pen name? See what's uh, written by there? I I couldn't. I closed it, and now the page is going to take like uh, what? Where, where's I, the server host at? It's know. fucking so slow, right? Freaking Garden of Goofy Eden. Goofy writer. Yeah. Goofy writer. G U F Y R I T E R. That's very funny. Very funny by these two kids. Kids probably didn't even do it. The, the dad just did it. This is what it says here. Uh, my <laughs> oldest son, the one holding the lightsabers, okay, so he's got a, by the way, his personal avatar is three Peanuts characters, like from the Snoopy-verse, um, and they're they're like customized to look like them, I guess. Um, he read almost all teen novels before they came movies. He's also a Star Wars encyclopedia and wields a pretty mean lightsaber. The challenge was finding Christian novels. One evening, because God forbid a novel not be fucking Christian for you to read it, jeez. Uh, one evening I was writing a Christian screenplay hoping to follow my dream of writing Christian movies. My two boys were watching The Clone Wars on the Cartoon Network. The Lord spoke to me and told me to write a Bible story as a novel based on Star Wars. My response? Which Bible story? For fuck's sake, Stefan. <laughs> Unprofessional. Just started a call with me. Did he for real? Yeah. The Lord spoke to me and told me to write a Bible story as a novel based on Star Wars. My response? Which Bible story? There's so many. Together, the three of us spent several years developing and writing a trilogy based on the story of Joseph and the brothers who betrayed him. 
The result is a family-friendly adventure everyone can enjoy. Um, so he, he goes on to say about how it's, this is the only the only music they listen to is uh, Bible music, and they, somehow they added over fifty songs hidden throughout the story. I don't really know how you would add songs <coughs> to a story, but I'm sure the result so is crazy. very good. Goofy writer. Um, it's kind of cool. The kids just wanted to watch Star Wars, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, no, we'll do the we'll do the Bible uh, one." Alex, our friend Alex, sent me this video that I just sent you in Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's called Jehovah's Witness. Obey Jehovah. Le- lesson two. Okay, let's check the, the comments are disabled for this video. Always a good sign. Let's see what this one's like. Caleb, we need someone to save Ca- us. Caleb, Sparlock can activate Caleb. your magic, Sparlock. Hi, how was school today? Fine. Look at Sparlock's magic, cane. Caleb. What toy is that? It's Sparlock, the warrior wizard. Whoa, a warrior wizard. Yeah, my friend gave it to me. All the kids are going to see the movie. Can I see it too? Oh, your friend gave this to you. Hmm, you look pretty excited about this. Why don't you come over here and get your snack, okay? Is this toy magical? Mm-hmm. Caleb, who likes magic? Jehovah or Satan? Satan. Right. Magic is bad. That's why Jehovah hates it. Do you really want to play with something that Jehovah hates? Oh boy, this is <laughs> this is tough to <clears throat> wow, pretty good, huh? Point taken, though. Yeah, people who uh... feels feels like child abuse to me. A little but bit, yeah. A little. What bit. do I know? Very. Cl- the implication under the surface here being, uh, you, and now you know. Uh, uh-huh. You keep playing with that toy that your fr- all your friends think is cool. And it's just a movie that's rated like PG, and you can go see it for $4 if you go on a Tuesday afternoon. You get free popcorn. Uh, if you like that so much, you can just go to hell forever. And burn. Your skin will burn forever, for all of eternity, and it will never go out. Mm-hmm. The pain will just be everlasting for all of eternity. I don't even think you can understand how what an eternity is. It's a forever. No. It'll just be constantly on fire now do you like popcorn that much (laughs) (laughs) that's fucking crazy anyways let your kid enjoy fucking star wars you don't have to turn it into a big you don't have to turn it into bible wars bible wars hey now you're talking actually that does sound pretty good let's do that why didn't you just name it bible wars fucking idiot yeah Last one we got here is maybe even a little bit stranger than Bible Wars. This is called Proclamation, A Soul Called Forward, courtesy of our friend Zeke um, in the the old email inbox there. This one, uh, there's just, it defies description. We're going to have a hard time actually describing. This is going to be your homework for the week, guys. Check this one out. 
Proclamation is Soul Called Forward on Kickstarter by Stephanie K. Wood. This book encourages the reader to live their hero or heroine's journey in the same way I was called and triumph over the rule of fear. Um, though some soul journeys do not require travel, mine called for me to leave America's borders for South Africa to better understand my country of origin and ultimately myself. This emancipation proclamation invites us to fulfill our divine... So she's just using words. She has no idea what they mean. Um, you can kickstart me by securing my attendance at an upcoming writer's workshop in October, which will be led by a mentor and a New York Times bestselling author to prepare an updated manuscript for an interested and reputable New York agent by December. The non-refundable workshop deposit is paid, but I am short additional needed funds because I use them to help a vulnerable loved one as an important step in my soul journey. Anything above my funding goal will be used for editing services and platform building services to bring me closer to my publication goal, which will allow me to widely disseminate what I saw about our destiny in the 2015 vision. So before we talk about what her 2015 vision was, just so you know, this lady's, uh, the picture here that she has on the page is a picture of her in what I would presume is Africa with an African child. She's smiling, doing the classic white person thing of taking a picture with an African child. Yeah. She, they should let you, they should let you, uh, hmm? do that. Like at the, there should be like a, that would be like a really Banksy thing to do. Have like a pop-up shop with like a a kid in there, and you just go in there and take like an Instagram selfie. Flying an African kid. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Um, that's what it, that's what it looks like. It does look like that. <laughs> There's an art, artisanal mayonnaise shop in the background. I think of this photo. You can barely see it. So what this is is this lady wants to write a book. Fine, she wants to write a book about how she's a psychic genius. Fine. She can't afford to write the book because instead of self-publishing, she feels like she needs an agent. And in order to get an agent, she needs an author to help her um, update her manuscript. And she needs to talk to that author by buying a ticket to the workshop in October. And she needs more money to get there because she gave like her brother some money because he was sick or something. I don't, I'm not sure. But so a few, a few things about this. Um, she, she claims to have seen a vision. Um, it's something about, it's too long, but it's something about climbing on a mountain and, uh, achieving peace on earth. Um, angels sung a message to her. And uh, and she she really loves writing a lot. She says uh, so. This this big excerpt up here that I scrolled past and just kind of uh, barely looked at. Uh, she says that's from a draft manuscript, a soul called forward, explaining how we reach the promised land of higher consciousness for a more thriving and a harmonious existence on our earth. Um, what began as a gentle nudge became an unquestionable thundering that propelled me home to America in late 2017. Uh, it became blah blah blah. It became clear that the complete vision shed light on our past, present, and future. And several events in that June 2015 vision had come to fruition. Okay, so here we go. Hillary Clinton lost the election in November 2016. Donald Trump became our president in January 2017. Okay, those are kind of the same thing. Kind of one and the same, yeah. <laughs> you don't get two points for that. 
Hillary lost the election. Also, then the election ended. And then <laughs> after that, the other president was around for a while. Like, come on. I know you're trying to pick up points like wherever you can with with your vision. Uh, she also accredits um, uh, Abraham Lincoln and Martin Luther King uh, with having uh, this vision, which is kind of strange. Um, but she says, uh, it's time for another Emancipation Proclamation. Um, and so she's sort of the, she's Abraham Lincoln too. That's what she's trying to do, uh, here. And boy, there's millions of words on this page. There's just, and so there's another picture of her with an African child as well. This is somebody who is so far deep into her own shit that she doesn't even know how to get out of it. No joke, dude. You can kickstart me by securing my attendance at an upcoming writer's workshop. She wants to learn how to become a writer. Yeah. But then the whole thing she's selling is photos. Uh, so when she went to Africa on her soul journey, she took pictures. Um, I, I might, I might say I, I really, I kind of wonder if she was really this close to a cheetah, an elephant, uh, a lion, uh, a, a herd of zebras. It's not. It's not that I would say the photos themselves are necessarily so spectacular as to be unbelievable, but did she really go on this many different safaris to get all the, the close-up pictures of of um, of these uh, like the, the, the elephants and so forth, or did she just buy some prints at the shop? She may have, what she may have done is gotten your old high school yearbook. That was for the elephants. <laughs> for... You can you can pick and choose what you want. Either was no matter what. There I guess it's not good either way. <laughs> this lady's a wackadoo. Yeah. I'm not giving her any of my money. Well, for fifty bucks you get a framed photo, um which probably just was in the airport would be my guess. <laughs> um but all but all of it anyways, you, you get a couple of framed photos, you send to her to a writer's workshop where another author tells her how to write a book, then she takes the book to an agent. The agent then buys the book, gets, hooks her up with a publisher, gets the book published, then she publishes the book, and then I think she saves the world. Um, unfortunately, she only got $1,969 of $6,800. So uh, didn't didn't work. This scam didn't quite, didn't quite take. Um, but there's plenty of other scams out there, so I would just say don't. I don't know if it's a scam because I'm reading here. <clears throat> on her bio and it says she's a lawyer so it might not be a scam it might be something else oh I see yeah maybe it is good then <laughs> anyway um, that's the six pack everybody why don't we move on to read a couple of your letters that's where you come in That's where you come in. This is the mailbag portion of the show. Your Kickstarter sucks at gmail.com. The address for the PU box, Mike. That's Don't our that's our just local fucking, mailbox. Just fucking move on to something else because I don't know it. You don't right? know it. Okay. No. 544 West Main Street, Gallatin, Tennessee, 37066. And that number of the mailbox you're going to want to append. 
209. I see. So saying 209 in that sing song, that worked. But nothing yeah. else took. Nothing else. Okay, well, <clears throat> our friend Tim Faust writes in, Hi, Mike and JF. I drive around a lot, and for over a year, YKS has been one of the highlights of being in my car. The most recent episode featured an old dude who wanted a trip to Israel and a bunch of consumer electronics. Okay, so uh, for those of you who did not listen to episode 69, uh, first of all, you missed the celebration to end all celebrations because we got to the <laughs> famous sex number. I think everybody really enjoyed uh-huh. that. Uh, but we talked about a couple who wanted an obscene amount of money to go to Israel um, it, it wasn't even one of the like the birthright trips. I think is what a lot of like American Jews go on. These are just your run of the mill uh, church going folk who wanted to see some some Jesus sights, right? Yeah. But but what was what was extra distasteful about it was they wanted the DJI Mavic Two drone, uh, a couple of new laptops, you know, the new new iPhones, all kinds of stuff. That one was very, very good. I feel like their kids set it up for them or something. <laughs> I don't know. You're always giving That's people cool. the benefit of the doubt. I know. Except me. Very, very nice. Not to me. Shut up, you idiot. Uh, Finish this letter. Tim continues. Worm. <laughs> I lived in Palestine briefly, and there's an entire cottage industry of bus tours for old evangelical Americans which shuttle them from... Israel occupied Jerusalem to the savage, untamed West Bank, three miles away. It looks like a Disneyland group. Lots of expensive cameras and bulky hats, and everyone walks slow as shit. They get shuttled from various Jesus-was-here site to Jesus-was-there site, and if they're brave enough, venture to the extremely good, expensive ice cream place in Bethlehem, then scamper back to their buses to tell everyone how brave they were and how, quote, just like regular people the Palestinians are. A not insignificant number of them go on to believe they're Jesus themselves. It would be insanely cool if this guy filmed a shitty documentary about his trip to Israel and ended up getting Jerusalem Syndrome halfway through. Oh, I actually had not heard about that, but that kind of makes sense. So that's kind of cool. So it made me feel good that we weren't totally off base on uh, the criticism of of that guy because I somewhat felt a little bad because they're just old people who maybe don't know any better, but man, that was distasteful. That was rough. Um, so thank you, Tim. Uh, Eric writes, uh, was listening to the latest app. Heard you guys trying to parse what happened at the end of the fundraising period of the smart laundry basket. You guys, so we're back to the math, I think. <laughs> you guys probably already know this, but a lot of times when a Kickstarter is close to goal and running out of time, the owner of Kickstarter, of the Kickstarter, I think he means, will actually throw in the rest of the money to put it over the goal so they actually get the money. He says... I had a friend who did a $50,000 Kickstarter for her business. It was at like $33,000 with a day to go, and she scraped the money together to put in the final 17k so she wouldn't lose the 33k. Essentially, if you assume Kickstarter takes like 10%, then she paid $1,700 to get $30,000. Uh, so thank you, Eric. That's it's cool to know that that actually does happen. It it seems so obvious that it must, but now yeah. having secondhand confirmation that 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 does happen. It makes you kind of wonder if these people are capable of scraping together that kind of money. Maybe they wouldn't need to do the Kickstarter and open themselves up to all kinds of people hating them for years on end because they can't send out the right fucking coolers or whatever. But <laughs> So I'm not a business genius, I guess. Zach writes, hey guys, blah, blah, blah. I'm not reading this bullshit intro he put there. Jesus 
I'm eating a no, just kidding. It just says many time, long time. So I'm eating a bag of the fire flavor Taco Bell tortilla chips, mm. and I gotta say, Doritos has got to be pissed. They're better than Doritos, or at least have more seasoning. They're a slightly different texture too than the traditional flavored tortilla chip Doritos clone. The corn seems to be ground more finely, mm. so it's somewhat. Somewhere between a more classic chip and a chickpea chip, if you've had one of those. Highly recommend, though. Doritos should pull the Locos Tacos out of stores till this debacle is decided because Taco Bell is blowing up their damn spot. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Still a little unsure of what the six-pack is, though. Yeah, and we'll get back to you on that probably in a later episode. But... uh I'm glad that someone has had these. I I wanted to I want to get these chips because this was something I've been saying as soon as I heard about them. There's something there's something going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's something fucked up about this whole situation because <laughs> because I'm I'm loving how how deep this mystery goes with you. Well, it's just it's fishy. Where do they get off? You know, yeah, pulling this kind of garbage on Doritos. Doritos was there for them. What was? I mean, I love Taco Bell. You know, I love Taco Bell. But don't you feel like the Doritos Locos Taco came in at exactly the right time for them? Oh yeah, definitely. Let's save the whole Yum Brands, and you're going to pull this kind of shit to, for what? For what? I still contend that it was a partnership. We'll never look it up to solve it but. we need to get can we get a bag of these in here and taste test these things and see let's call let's call up taco bell and see what the deal was let's call up our local taco bell you guys know what the deal is with those chips we don't have chips <laughs> no i know you don't have chips i'm talking about just getting to like do you remember when the last what happened the last time you and i went to taco bell together do you remember that yeah i killed a guy <laughs> hey mike had a trident i'm not even mad <laughs> Uh, no, I remember we, we talked to the guy who hung his head out the window for a while, and he was just kind of shooting the shit. Yeah. And he said, let me guess your age. Yeah, let me guess your age for some reason. Why did he say that? I don't know, man. That's so weird. And Okay, and then go. what did he say? Because you were driving. He said, I bet, I bet you're nine years old. Come on. Just a just a bad guesser. Not even, why, even, why even volunteer to do it? If is it the first bad. time he's done it, you think, maybe? Nine? Yeah. Strange. Oh, well. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the show. Um, gosh. I don't know. What else, Mike? I guess that's it. We'll probably just quit doing it. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Mike is okay, and we're going to get Mike checked out, uh, but I think he's good. So uh, thanks for listening to YKS. Check out the Patreon page if you haven't already. Lots Real of good quick, stuff. I wanted to give you guys like a mental health update about uh, what I've been kind of uh, okay. up, up. Yeah, I think it's a bad because we're about to close out the show. So, so it's really stuff so, is getting kind of dire. Uh, don't forget, it's 544 West Main Street, Gallatin, Tennessee, 37066, uh, number 209, like Mike likes. 209, right, Mike? 209. I don't know what that is. That's not the right one. Okay, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Mm. Mm. Mm.
And another thing, what, what gives you the right? Have you ever thought about that? What gives you the right to treat people like this, to do what you're doing? What are you doing? Hey, well, that was the end of that YKS. I think it was great, but your enjoyment of the show doesn't have to end there, right, Mike? That's correct. You can also check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash your Kickstarter sucks. Post bonus episodes there. We give stuff away. And I think this week we're doing a contest. Uh, the first five listeners of the new episode get to come to Nashville and stay at Jesse's house for free for one week, I think, is what we're doing. Yeah, it's pretty good. So check it out. That's patreon.com slash your Kickstarter sucks. And please don't buy a plane ticket because I don't have – my house is really fucked up right now. You can't come out here right now. 